0: This episode of the Rock Rockin' a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE when you check out and receive 33% off your order. That's tweakedaudio.com.
1: This is the Rockin' a Hard Place podcast.
0: I'd sit this one out, Pat. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods.
1: There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. You don't know the power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. And now, here are your house, Chris Kuller and Paul Hudson.
0: Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? You, of course, have found the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. And uh, if you're watching live on Facebook, welcome. And congratulations. It, it, that's right. You've stumbled upon something that you will never be able to unsee. <laughs> uh my name is Chris as it says right down below my my little my little picture there. Um and people have said that it seems like I'm screaming my last name the way that it's uh the way that it's typed there. So uh I'm just going to so let say you it, uh, say it like it's written. Say, that's right. That's right. And that right there that other voice you heard if you're not watching that's Paul Gibson. Or that's Paul right. Gibson depending Paul on Gibson! depending on uh, how you're bent. Uh- <laughs> we're bent in a lot of different yes, ways. So, yes. you know, if, it's- if you weren't here for the pre-show, you missed it, because Paul was talking about where he wants his ashes spread, and it just kind of digressed from there. That's right. Yes, a nice <laughs> tiny little coffin. Uh, so, yeah, we're using Facebook Live tonight. It's the first time. We're going to see how things go, and uh, hopefully people will have an opportunity to come check it out. But the nice thing about this is it will automatically post to Facebook once we're done. So yep. we won't have to worry about adding that and of course we can link it to the website much easier and uh it's all going to be very very good. So I am uh I'm excited about this. Uh Bruce wants to know if the t-shirt design has two sleeves and a hole for your head.
2: <laughs> uh I I hope so. Okay. Um. <laughs> This is this more what was going to go on the front of the t-shirt. Right. Something about the podcast. <laughs> I hadn't quite thought of so far as the neck holes and the arm holes yet. But Wait, you mean I, you're not I,
0: designing we, it and, like, stitching it yourself? It's not going to be a total custom handmade piece by Paul?
2: Number one, I don't think anyone wants a custom handmade piece made by Paul. But <laughs> if, they, if
0: I were to make that, it would be the price would scare away anyone who had any mild interest in that. Yeah, I could understand that. I, I probably wouldn't want to wear anything made by you anyhow. No, just uh, that's that's not that's not your bent, as I said earlier. (laughs) It's not how I'm made. That's right. Well, there is not a lot going on tonight. We were actually hoping to have a guest with us, but uh, unfortunately, things did not work out for that. And uh, so you just get to sit and listen to Paul and I. But we've got some things that we want to that we want to talk about. And hopefully you will find them of interest uh, and if not you may as well just uh, tune out right now. Uh so, you know, that's that's all there is to it. Oh, Tim is here. Hey, hi, hi Tim. Tim. Good to see you, buddy. Um we were gifted a couple of uh large awnings for the radio station, but uh, the guy who gifted them to us said, um, I'm not sure, but they may be missing some parts. So, oh. I had I had Tim over on Monday or no, Tuesday. And uh, we laid everything out in the, in the, the driveway. And, uh, oh, yeah, we're definitely missing some parts. And they're, they're kind of critical parts to the, to the top portion that hold the whole thing together. So we've got to find out how much those parts are going to be and see if it's worth investing <laughs> in, right. in those awning parts in order to make it worthwhile. So right, always good. Always good. Uh, let me see here. We have... A little bit of news to go over, and then some other stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, Need to Breathe had a new album come out. Um, I've only heard the single off of it currently. I have not heard the rest of the album yet. Um, But everybody that I'm talking to says it's fantastic. And apparently it uh, is the top of the charts. It's the number one album according to uh, top current albums on uh, SoundScan and Billboard.
2: Pretty spiffy. That's, Which is kind of funny because, you know, a, a few years back, I guess it was last year, really, uh, didn't didn't like Need to Breathe have like Switchfoot on the, bio, or the uh, tour de compadres and Switchfoot was like the opener. Right. When that happened, I was like, really? Switchfoot's going to open for Need to Breathe? Uh, I don't really see that being that way. And now I'm like, oh, okay, fine. It's that way. Because Switchfoot's new album uh, debuted last week at like number 10. And now Need to Breathe debuted at number one. Right. I'm like, ooh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, there you go. There you go. I, everybody that has told me anything about this album, uh, everyone has said that it is pretty much fire, that they absolutely love it. It's fantastic. Um, you know. So, I mean, that's good for Need to Breathe to, to yeah, have okay. an album that's doing that well. Um, I know the song Happiness is doing really well on Broken FM, so we're yeah. pretty stoked to be airing that as well
2: absolutely and you know it's kind of cool i mean they're one of the few bands that i think has many managed to have a pretty good crossover of success i don't know how much airplay they're getting like on on mainstream radio per se but it feels like they have a pretty good mainstream audience yeah which is pretty sweet i mean you know them and switchfoot and uh um oh shoot i just forgot it the other dude who's who's going to be on Tory de compadres this year just totally lost his name and we play him on the station i work for it. this is <laughs> not good Anyway, the other guy. Yeah, him. That guy. Yeah, Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's it's cool to see them getting that kind of success that I think is a lot of fun uh, just to kind of sit back and watch. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Good deal. Awesome. Well, one of these days I will get my hands on a copy of that and take a listen to it and be able to uh, agree or disagree with everybody out there. But uh, I've definitely been digging on happiness. It's a good song. And uh, I think that it's probably going to be around for a little while. It's one of those... Uh, what, what word did you use the other day? You said earworm. That was, um, you know, um, th- a steeped, I think it is, that uh, kind of has that, uh-uh-uh-uh, You know, that gets stuck in your head, and it reminds me of that uh, Fever Fever song that I couldn't get out of my head when it came out. And, and happiness, while it's not the same in, like, those little things, the, the entire song, to me, is just enjoyable to listen to.
2: That's right. That's right. And uh, thank you, Noah. Yeah, Kearney, Matt Kearney. That's who I was trying to think of.
0: There you go. See, that's yeah. why we have people who listen and watch the show live so that we can get that information right away.
2: Yeah, you're, <laughs> I, I have an urge to start smacking, talk, talking smack about Raven Hill all of a sudden, though. Oh, is that
0: right? Oh, those guys. <laughs> they're kind of. Yeah, <clears throat> we won't. We won't go there right now. Is uh, is Josh watching? Because I can't see who's watching. Is he? Okay. Yeah. It says Josh Clifton just joined. Oh well, there you go. Actually, I do need to tell Josh there is a guy in Nashville who I guess is into um, uh, some Christian media. Like he helps do he helps produce movies and TV shows that are not like overtly Christian, but are uh, they're considered positive. You know how we love that word all the time. Yeah. And uh, I told him that since he's in uh, Nashville, if he ever saw Ravenhill playing nearby, that he should go check him out. So uh, I did give a little plug to the band. There you go. You no,
2: know. I love Ravenhill. I just got to do. I just had him. to talk smack because I know I know that uh, he can take it for sure.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna try putting up my phone uh, and watching this on my on my phone uh, and see if I can see better who's here because it's kind of bugging me that i I can only see people who are commenting. I can't see who's actually joined the conversation or anything. So uh, while I do that, Paul, why don't you talk a little bit about the hinting that knives put out there?
2: Well, they just put out this gorgeous, what looks to be an album cover. It's it's like a lady and she's got like leaves or flowers or something like that kind of swirling around her. It's very definitely a Ryan Clark uh, imagination thing. And it had just says, shows this picture and it has the knives logo and it says pressure. And then above it is a date. 8-18-16. 81816 so apparently something new is coming from knives and i'm assuming it's a new record called pressure on the 18th of next month so
0: kind of
2: excited about that
0: yeah that uh, definitely sounds good and the last thing that they put out was that it was an ep right it wasn't the knives was knives a full length or was it an ep it yeah, was it was, a, it was full length
1: okay yeah
0: that's weird for some reason i thought it was only an ep
2: no, he has another band that sounds a lot like Knives, um, slightly different, and I, uh, it's called. No, it's not White Lighter. That's the <laughs> Mark Solomon band. They're all on the same record label, and it's weird. It's like they're putting out all these EPs with all these notable people doing these odd little side projects. Right. But uh, in it's Ryan Clark, I believe, with. Jason Martin of Starflyer 59 and I cannot think of the name of that band. I'm sure somebody in the chat Yeah, room...
0: somebody in the chat room will probably fill you in on what it is, but uh anyway, but that was an EP. So, I don't know, that might be what what we're thinking of. Gotcha. But, uh... Okay. All right, good deal. And uh apparently, let me see here, is this uh is that that's the Pressure album that I've got. Uh Islander going to be making the rounds, doing all kinds of tours and and stuff like that. Looks like they're hitting Lots of different... Uh, they're going to be in San Diego, California. I don't see... They ain't coming to Nashville. Yeah, I don't see Nashville about. listed anywhere. So, uh, unfortunately for you guys back in that area. Uh, but you can certainly check out their Facebook page and see exactly what it is that they've got going on. And um,
2: But it's quite a supporting lineup, though. I mean, We Came As Romans is a, is a pretty reputable band. I mean, they're going to be with them. XXI is on the bill. And Jesse Smith and the Holy Ghost, which, for those of you who are familiar with the band Zayo... That's the, like, was the longest lasting founding member of Zayo. He's not in the band anymore, but he was the drummer for Zayo forever. Now he's got a new band. It's kind of like a a rock and roll kind of gritty band. Uh, And he's the lead singer and guitarist for it. So that's kind of fun.
0: Gotcha. Good deal. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as the news is concerned. (laughs) Yeah, there really wasn't much. No, not a lot going on. Now, um, we do have other stuff from Kirk. We do not have any updates as far as crowdfunding campaigns are concerned because uh, there's just not a lot going on. Project 86 is underway. When I checked earlier this week, they were at uh, about 68%, and they still have a little over a month to go right now. So you know that one you can continue to still make that happen and and they would love you forever with that but uh there's not much else in the mix going on with all of that so we'll uh let's do let's just do another stuff we'll see what's going on cool meanwhile at the hall of justice <laughs>
1: Need to Breathe is a band that needs no introduction, having transcended the Christian label and opened for acts like Taylor Swift and Switchfoot. With their latest album, Hard Love, the band brings their familiar sound while showing off a few new tricks they've had up their sleeve. In the morning you need an answer. Ain't nobody gonna change the not enough to just Hard Love is a lighter feeling album after Rivers in the Wasteland. The band plays around with their sound, some, introducing Motown-style horns and even dipping their toe in the modern-sense styles of pop music. While some reviews say the album falls flat musically, I find it refreshing and fun. The new elements introduced keep things interesting. The lyrics are solid and strong, even if they don't break much new ground. Hard Love, the latest album from Need to Breathe, is available everywhere now. This has been Captain Kirk with the other stuff for the Rock and the Hard Place podcast.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Kirk. So uh, there's a little taste of the Need to Breathe album, which, uh, again, sounds really, really good. Um, yeah. Okay, Paul, I got a question for you. Okay, shoot. So I was uh, playing around entering a uh, a contest for Ultimate Ears. Uh, okay. They are giving away a $1,000 pair of what they're calling their reference model, in ear customs okay? okay and you can do to do a bunch of stuff to enter it and the big push with these though is this high def audio okay so what they're talking about is um audio that has been recorded at a hundred and ninety two instead of forty four point one okay so okay let let me, let me preface uh, let me let me start with this. Did the MP3 kill off the audio file?
2: uh, me, uh and, and uh, to translate that what what you're asking is, did, did the revolution of, of digital music kind of make people care less about how smooth and uncompressed and? pure it sounds like it hasn't been touched it just like got recorded straight to a reel to reel and that's what you're hearing right um I don't know I I think that it depends on uh age to a certain degree I think there are a lot more people who are say mid 20s to our age and on up into the 40s and 50s who care right a lot more because they remember what it was to not sound like that and then I think the people who are kind of Younger than us, like down into like the, like I said, the mid twenties and up. A lot of them, I think, maybe know the difference and maybe don't. Um, but it's the cool thing. It's the cool way to be snobby um, to some degree, <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean, I, yeah. I, I I'm, I, I'm convinced that the average person can't tell that big of a difference. However, it's you know, it's it's like saying that that you can tell the difference between different brands of caviar. It just makes you seem like a snob in certain circles. I'm not saying you're a snob, but you know, I mean, it's, I can't, I, I am, I am a layman uh, to some degree. I mean, I can tell when something's been compressed a lot. Usually I can tell in like really the, the highs, like a symbol will sound a little weird or like, if it's got, uh, you know, like, uh, not necessarily a symbol like thing, like a clap or something that's more high end and abrupt. I can usually tell a little bit of that. Um, but beyond that, it, it usually, unless it's compressed a lot, I'm not apt to notice it. Okay. Um, that being said, whenever I send out the Christian Rock Twenty, you get sent out in three twenty k, MP3, and then uncompressed wave. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm a hypocrite. I don't know, but that seems to be what everybody wants, and I, it's not a big enough deal to go through the effort of, to to try to talk people out of it. And that, I'm totally okay with that. So.
0: Well, so typically those wave files that that you send out on the, the they're they're recorded and edited at forty four point one. Okay, right. so it's a it, you know it's a relatively small window of uh, sound. Now it's supposed to be able to be fully reproduced and and everything within that forty four point one. But what these guys are saying is that um, by taking that forty four point one and increasing it to hundred and ninety two, that you are going to end up with a lot more dynamic range. And the, what they're selling it as is a a um like a, a a more true representation of what the artist was actually trying to to get across in their music you they're they're claiming that you can hear the decisions that the artist made by listening to it at these higher levels um, right. Or higher quality audio files is, is essentially what they're getting at. Now, you know they're they're talking about it in the chat room, and it says that there's um, most people can't find a difference. And Noah, they are IEMs, which is in ear monitors. That is very true, but what is uh what i mean it's the the idea in order to really get a true reference you need to be able to block out the outside noise because when you wear open ear headphones it actually introduces um it actually introduces noise into what you're hearing so that's automatically going to color what it is that you're listening to so you need to be able to have as sterile a listening environment as is possible to to really grab what it is that the artist is trying to to get across but i'm i just i wonder how much of this is just a gimmick to get people to invest in more expensive audio. I mean, let's take a look at the Pono player, right? We remember when that came out and they Mm -hmm. had this huge music store that was supposed to have all of these different artists and everything was supposed to be, you know, super quality and all that kind of stuff. And they're not selling like hardly. No, hardly anybody is buying the Pono and hardly anybody is subscribing to their music service and buying This full quality music that supposedly is in such huge demand that they needed to make its own player in order to be able to do it. You take another look at Tidal, the the Jay-Z company, and they are actually looking to be bought by somebody because they're not getting the subscriber base that they wanted. And that was also supposed to be a higher quality, um, but also more of the money was supposed to go to the artist. Had we never developed the MP3... And it's 128 kilobits and all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's, uh, I just, I wonder if if the MP3 had been better quality back in the day, would we be worrying about it now? Or is there really a big problem with the MP3 that we need to progress to this higher quality audio? Is it worth it? Or does it feel like another money grab?
2: Okay, here's my full extent of my opinion on this thing. Um, I think that when it comes down to it uh in the beginning and even now, I think more people are concerned about how many songs they can fit onto their uh phone or their iPod rather than having that you know few small percentage points of of upgrade in the sound of a song, right um So I think that that's the biggest chunk of it for the average person is they're like, well, especially since, I mean, if they're doing it through iTunes, you can see the difference. I mean, because you can very easily go, okay, well, I want it to, when it puts it on my phone, I want it to take it from the 320K that I had imported it or bought it at, and I want it to dumb it down to 92. And all of a sudden, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to do the math on this. You can fit three times the amount of songs at like 92 as you could at 320. Right. And so all of a sudden you go from having all oh, like oh well I've got like say 500 songs on my phone to I've got 1500 songs on my phone. And it it's just, and I mean and even then I mean you think about the people who, who like you and me probably
0: have like a bluetooth capability for your car radio, mm-hmm. you're going to lose some in the bluetooth. Right. But not much. I mean, honestly, typically when I listen to when I listen to stuff on over Bluetooth in my car, it's not bad. I mean, the bass still hits pretty hard. The trebles and all of that are still there. So the little bit that you're losing in compression, I don't really notice that much of a difference. Um, But that's kind of the point. I mean, you know, everyone has all this,
2: you know, this this, you know, with a little bit of you know, a little bit of research doesn't, it doesn't take a genius to figure out, oh, well, you're losing some here. You're going to lose some here. You know, if I, you know, cha- if I resave it, you're going to lose a, a teensy bit. I mean, there's all these places to lose it. And the to me, it, it feels kind of like the, the 80% rule, you know, which is, you know, so many people say it's like, well, you know, if you really want to get the most out of your workday, get whatever given task that you were given, get it to 80% right. and leave it. Right. Because that last 20%, is going to take you longer than usually the first 80 because it's all these really fine nitpicky details that aren't really noticeable to 90% of people. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that's a big chunk of it is, is people are going, well, I can do that. And I'm sure there's a difference, but especially for those people who aren't just sitting down just to listen to a record, like to listen to it from start to finish, like an album there, you know, like you always say, when you get an album that you really want to take in, you like you put in your, 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 your in-ear monitors, you sit back on the couch, lay down, close your eyes, and just absorb. Yeah. Nobody does that. Yeah. I mean, that's not something that, that the average human being who listens to music on a normal basis does. Chris, I love you, but you're weird. I know. Um, I know. But I, know I mean, that that's, what I, are,
0: that's what yeah. I did with the TFK album. That's because I yeah. wanted to be able to hear the whole right. thing. So that's what I did is I, I put in my IEMs. I closed my eyes. I told the wife, don't bug me. I've got 40 minutes. I'm listening to an album. You know, there you go.
2: But I think that most people keep their lives so, um, so jam packed with stuff that most people don't don't feel like they have forty yeah. minutes to an hour to sit down and just shut out the world, and listen to a record. It's background. It's totally. enjoyable background noise for the average person. And I think for those people, which I would say is easily seventy five percent of the music buying, streaming, listening population, they don't care. And you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm a, a troglodyte, but I don't care that much either. I mean, you know, I, I, on the odd occasion that I have to rip something from YouTube and I don't enjoy doing that, but every now and then there'll be a song that needs to be in the show that I haven't gotten management to get back to me yet. And there have been times I'll do that. I don't like doing that because you can, usually I can tell a little bit of the compression on that. And I know it's still has to go through a save or two before it gets to air, and that I don't enjoy. Right. But beyond that, I'm pretty easy. Uh, you know, uh, as far as, like, trying to keep my entire music li- library in waveform, I got over that a long time ago just because it chews up so much space.
0: It does. It eats up a lot of space. Now, Noah, in the in the comments here, says that he's noticed something weird. When he takes a blind audio test, he consistently can hear a difference. But he said, the weird part is I usually choose the lossy track over the lossless. Oh, weird so uh, he he said he, he he said he blames it on growing up with crappy quality music for the longest time you know listening to the lossy the lossy format now, for those of you that may not be all up to the um you know the the terminology that we 're using right now when we talk about lossy format. When you have a WAV file, all of the data is there. Every every aspect of what was recorded is is there. Some of it's outside of the hearing range and all of that stuff. But when you take a uh, when you take a WAV file and you put it through iTunes or whatever it is you use to create the MP3 version, they call it encoding. And what it does is it actually removes portions of the music that. Normally, you're not going to hear, you know, it's it's like perceptible to your brain, but it's you don't actually hear it. And it actually throws away a lot of that data. And what it can also do is it looks for things that are the same. And if it knows that it needs to have this portion here, it'll actually remove it from here and go back and grab it. And kind of as it's decoding, it'll bring it back in and say, oh, well, this is the same. So we'll just put this here the same. So it, and, and the information is actually deleted when you compress it. No matter it, if you take an MP3 and you decode it, you bring it back up to WAV file, you still have the same sound as what the MP3 was because that, that audio data is gone. It is lost. Thus yeah. the term lossy format. There's a lot of formats out there that compress it. But they are lossless, which means they don't take away or delete any of the data. So if you re-uncompress it, I guess if you uncompress or decompress it, then you get, uh, you get the same quality supposedly as it was as a WAV file. So Bruce is telling me yes and no. So I think he might have some information he can hopefully type in and uh, correct me where <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's so that's what we're talking about when we talk about compression and decompression. Uh, radio stations, before they broadcast, the the music is always sent through a compressor um, because that's a tighter waveform that they're able to to blow at the antenna. Now, Noah also asked, will broken ever go above 128? Um, I would have to double check with Tim if he's still around. But uh we used to be Wave. Uh so everything was Wave files. And then when we switched over to this new system station playlist, we started doing both WAVE and MP3. And I think it's up to Tim to determine either which one he grabs that they offer, or which one um or they may only send him one. That he may not have an option. So some of them may be mp3 at 128 some of them could be mp3 at 192 um you know that's always completely possible so tim if you're still around chime in and, and let uh no one know exactly what it is that you do and we'll and we'll get back uh we'll get back to that when it pops up so i just i, I wonder how much you know, the, the CD began to change music because they said it was a digital representation, whereas cassette tape and records were analog. And you've got the people that say analog is the best way. And then you've got the people that say the digital is the best way. I, I think that we're just going to have to chalk this one up to personal preference and that there's never going to be a truly right answer. There are those out there who say that listening to compressed music gives them a headache after a while, or it makes their ears tired, or, you know, something along those lines, um, and so that, um, it's, um, I, I think that that's an individual response. I, I, I don't know that you could say that about everybody.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is, is, is really <laughs> a little bit beyond me to some degree. I mean, like I said, cause I can't tell that huge of a difference unless it gets pretty bad. Right. Um, you know, but, but, uh, when it all comes down to it, you know, it's nice
0: that there are a lot
2: of options out there now. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, if, if you're a true music fan, you're buying it on vinyl anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> well, that's only for true fans. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Noah says, uh, not asking for a big increase, but kind of draw the line at 192. Below that, I can hear a difference. Above that, I don't notice much when listening passively. So, um, you know, I know for me...